You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Hello, listeners, and thank you for stopping by the Batuta Advocate radio show. Or if you're joining us for the first time, thank you for tuning in. My name is Errol Parker, and in the studio with me today, as always, is my friend and colleague, Clancy Overall. Yes, hello, listeners. Thanks for joining us this week. We are coming to you live out of Koala Mattress Studios down here in Daru Street in Batuta's Old City District. You can head to Koala's website and use the code BLINKYBILL, all one word, for $150 off your next mattress. That's who's looking after us down here. That's Koala's website, BLINKYBILL, all one word. And we're coming at you at a different time this week because for many of you know around the country, Monday is a public holiday and it is our nation's biggest sporting weekend of the year. That's right, Errol. There's two major codes uh, with their grand finals on this weekend. And, of course, a huge rugby league tournament down in Dubbo. Yeah, Sakuri Knockout is on this weekend down in the, the central west town in New South Wales called Dubbo, Dub Vegas, I think they call it in France. It's a huge tournament and an important one. GI will be playing. Greg Inglis will be down there this year for the first time since he was 16. And, uh, of course, uh, the Roosters' centre will actually be playing in the NRL grand final. Latrell Mitchell has uh, made a name for himself in the Koori Knockout in the past. So we have a big guest in the studio today to preview it for us, as well as uh, all the goings-on in the NRL. And before you get too excited, it's not Uncle Tony Abbott. Uh, he's still up at Buralula, uh, as far as we're concerned. Even though they've asked him to leave. Sorry to disappoint you this week. No, Uncle Tony, the special envoy to Indigenous Affairs, was busy this week, but he will be down there for the knockout and has even threatened to lace the boots up. So we'll keep an eye out for that. But we do have Rugby League royalty with us in the studio today. He is the much-loved and famed Walgett Warhorse, George Rose. And just quickly, before we get into our chat with gorgeous George, a reminder that the Batuta Advocate is touring the country in November this year. We're kicking off the whole thing in Townsville before dropping in on 12 other cities and towns around the country for a no-holds-barred live show, where we'll be pulling the curtains up on our humble Outback newspaper and town. That's right, so grab your tickets from www.batutaradvocate.com slash roadshow to uh, guarantee yourself a seat when we come to your town or the closest town to you. Surely, if you're listening to this message now, we'll be seeing you out there on the road. Now, George Roach has just joined us, so let's get into it. Well, here we are today with a 151 NRL match legend. He's had 10 tries in his career. He uh, 129 matches for the Manly Seagulls, his beloved Seagulls. We are talking to the man, the myth, the legend, gorgeous George Rose. How are you, mate? I'm pretty good. It's it's sort of painful hearing them stats sometimes because I think, you know, 10 tries in a 12-year career and there was one year there where I scored six tries. So, yeah, I've <laughs> so, got a noodle there. So, it says here. <laughs> he scored four tries in nine years yeah. and then six in one. <laughs> Yeah, and it says here that you also scored upwards of forty penalties. Really? Yeah, I think, I think, I think that someone might have been on here. It's, and, it's, uh, so someone wasn't really liking me. They're <laughs> chucking all my shit stats on there. Yeah. Scoring. How many penalties. drop balls has it got? Two hundred drop balls. No, just uh, one hundred and four. Mate, <laughs> what was that year with the six tries? Uh, it was two thousand and nine. Yeah, 2009, six tries, and it was um, it was almost in a row. I scored five tries 
consecutively. Then I missed a game and then I scored in the seventh game. So was mate, that a premiership I was, year? I was running hot. No, it was a year after a premiership year. Yeah, right. Yeah, but that was the year that you won the club challenge, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. won the World Club Challenge. It was actually it was my first year back after after eighteen months off with a broken leg. So um, opened the season with a with a World Club Challenge and um, and then had probably the best season of my my career that year, scoring tries and shit. And <laughs> people were loving me. Well, that's that's what it's all about, mate. You've you've how many premierships have you played in? So I played. I played in the 2011 Grand Final, yep. um, where we beat the Warriors, and then I, I, I played in 2013 where we got roared against the Roosters. Yeah. Um, and 07-08, that's when I was out with the uh, with the injury. So it was really tough to watch them ones um, and not be a part of it. But you have played for a premiership, so Indeed. you have a career yes. yeah. doing corporate speaking gigs yeah. in RSLs. Yeah. Just, oh. Off back slapping myself and you know, <laughs> talking to drug salesmen, t- telling lies about how good I was <laughs> until people read the stats and like shit. You weren't really that good, were you? For well, you look, mate, one hundred and fifty-one games. You played uh, one hundred and fifty-one more than me. <clears throat> <laughs> I could have really been something, Georgie. I could have <laughs> could have thrown a steed over the mountains, mate. But uh, what are you doing now? Post-career. Now, now I'm um, now I'm working at the NRL. I, I work in um, uh, community and player engagement. Mm-hmm. So doing a lot of stuff with our, our players off the field, making sure that they're engaged in, in further study. I do stuff around culture and leadership as mm-hmm. well. Um, but, yeah, it's really good. Like 87% of our, our NRL players are engaged off the field in, in uh, further studies and stuff like that. So um, it's probably the best that it's ever been. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty cool space to be in and... Um, aside from that, I've got a, a business that I, I run with my brother, uh, doing boxing promoting. So it's um, it's exciting. So you're essentially the Don King of uh, Australia. Yeah, well, I I haven't got the hair yet, and um, <laughs> I haven't got the uh, over the top <laughs> layering up uh, uh, down pat yet. But I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And the jewelry. The jewelry, yeah, the jewelry. I can't afford the jewelry yet. <laughs> yeah, so we are. Yeah, we're headed there though. We're headed there. I've Who got, you got I've fighting? Got cubic zirconiums. I haven't got the real shit yet. <laughs> um, Who have you got fighting? Uh, we've got we've got a three fight deal with Paul, Ga- Paul Gallen at the moment. Yeah. So, um, man, he's scheduled to. He, he could be fighting at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. All depends on on what happens with his shoulder injury that he picked up the other day. Um, if not, it'll it'll be uh, probably February that he'll he'll have his first fight. So, man, you know it's a it's a cool. Uh, cool sort of world to be a part of. I've always been a boxing fan, so um, to be around it now, man, there's a lot of a uh, lot of crazy people, a lot of shady people, a lot of interesting <laughs> characters that you come across. Um, but you know, I, I absolutely love it. I love watching two blokes jump in a ring and punch each other in the face. Mm-hmm. Well, he's undefeated, isn't he, Paul? He is. He is. He's been going pretty good. He's. Um, he's. Uh, I actually. I think he's getting quite good at it and he's got a he's got a thick head on him and he can yeah. take a hit um and that's a i think that's a really important <laughs> aspect yeah you've got to have that mm. you've got to have it because um there's plenty of people that can throw a punch i learned myself you know i can i can beat the shit out of a boxing bag and you know mm. i i think i'm absolutely killing it but if somebody <laughs> you know messes with my pretty face it's yeah yeah man i'm, Glass not, jaw. I'm not down with that yeah yeah, yeah. glass jaw porcelain yeah. jaw <laughs> And I lose teeth easily too. So, mm. so did your brothers play footy at, at what levels did they play? 
they both played at a at a New South Wales Cup level, so yeah. the level just below the um, the top grade. Uh, my older brother he won a premiership with the Dragons uh, in two thousand and one. Right. Um, so and I, I like showing that old photo because he he had the peroxided hair and oh yeah yeah layering up. He he's, he's got more layer in him. He had more layer in him. Timberlake. Uh, oh, plenty of it. Plenty of it. <laughs> yeah yeah. He's probably got more of the looks than I did. But. So how did you fellas get like kids growing up in the bush? I mean, your family's from Walgett, but you kind of you grew up Bathurst way. Yep, yep. So uh, I, I did all my high school in Bathurst. Yep. Uh, we moved to we moved to Bathurst. Uh, yeah, around that around that time when I was uh, going into high school, that's where all my mum's family's from. Mm-hmm. Um, all my dad's family's from Walgett, and that's where we originally started out at. We spent a spent a couple of years in Narrabri as well. Ooh. Yeah, um, good before we, before we went through to uh, Bathurst, they got some hot springs out that way, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burren Junction, you know, Lightning Ridge. There's, there's some yeah some Artesian good spots. Ball water. Yeah, it's for beautiful. the teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it is. It's a nice part of the country. So, like, every, every move that we sort of made, it was like we were moving to the big smoke each time. So, yeah. you know, Walgut to Narrabri went from, you know, a couple of thousand to, to 9,000 and then Bathurst 40,000. So it was, like, mind-blown. Um, and then and then to move to Sydney at the end of high school was, um, yeah. Be a Mossman Quarry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Representing on the north side. <laughs> <laughs> so where'd you land first uh, when you come to Sydney? When I came down, I came down to Penrith, actually. Um, I, I signed with them while I was in high school and uh, it was just, you, you know, it's a weird period when you're finishing high school and you don't know what the hell you want to do with your life uh, because decisions have been made for you just with, you know, how, how it goes through yeah. high school. And then, you know, to, to have that pop up and um, get that opportunity was... You know, it was it was pretty cool, pretty cool. Like, I, I, and then and yeah, it was it was also very hard, very hard yeah. moving down at first. So I was probably lucky that all my family was in Bathurst at the time because I used to drive home like three days a week. Yeah. You know, we'd finish training, I'd drive home home to Bathurst and come back for training the the following night. And yeah, I got pretty homesick at first. What was what? Where did you boys get spotted? Like, where where would where would someone find a couple of three brothers like the Rose brothers playing? Pretty handy footy in oh, the we, bush. We got oh, well, with me. I was pretty lucky. Like we had a really good um, uh, club side playing with the the Bathurst Penguins. Yeah, right. So we had a we had a pretty good side there, and um, you know, like I, I didn't do anything in the in the school rep scene because you know, like Kelso High School where I went, you know, half of our side were were hockey players, and they just sort of filled in in positions. Randomly hockey and players, yeah, it? hockey was massive in Bathurst, and there was yeah, right. yeah we we had a few and motor Sydney. racing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in my in my school, like there was, you know, probably there was hundreds of people that had gone on to represent Australia in hockey, but right. um, not many that oh, that yeah. did it with footy. So. so half of them were hockey players; the other half had ankle bracelets and had to be home <laughs> by six pm. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so it was hard to compete with with the um, you know with the better rugby league type schools yeah. and. Um, so, so through through the the school rep scene, there was no chance of, of getting a start there. But mate, so you really did get lucky in that regard. It's not like you lucky. come out of like a feeder feeder ground like Toowoomba or Logan or, or something like that. You actually you had to get lucky because yeah. it wasn't immediately. You, there weren't people looking at you from day one. No way. And so that's why it was never really never really a goal of mine was was that like I, I thought I'd stay in Bathurst, go to uni in Bathurst. Um, you know, keep playing for the local to- local team there, and I just thought that'd be my life. 
But um, the way that it went, you know, got that opportunity, took it, spent a couple of years in the lower grades at Penrith and then signed with the Roosters and got my first crack of first grade. And where were you living then? Did you move? Did you do the whole thing? You, you take the whole hog? You moved to Bondi? No, no, I didn't go all the way. I, I had a look around there, but... Um, you know, I, I didn't exactly sign for a big contract when I went to the Roosters. Um, so yeah, I moved to moved to Alexandria, which was still, you know, or Erskineville, yeah. just right on that that borderline there. And um, it was it was still very very much an eye opener to be right in the city there and, yeah. and close to the action. And um, man, it was yeah, it was pretty cool. When did you start having clubs look at you? When did you get the nod? Hey, you might be on here for ten seasons at Manly. Look, it, it was never really something like, like I said. I, I I never really thought I'd I'd be an NRL player. Even when I was at Penrith, it was just like you know it was cool that I was getting to play in the junior reps. Um, in the last year I was at Penrith, I had a I had a pretty good season there. Um, we made the reserve grade grand final, and um, you know off the back of that, that's how I got this this full time gig. And that's when I was like, you know, you're going to be training with first grade. You're a chance of playing first grade. I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, and then coming to the Roosters, mate, they had that many international stars there. Like a, a, ahead of me was, um, I think there was three or four international front rowers that were just in that squad. Um, you know, at the time they had like you know Jason Kalis and, and Adrian Morley from. Um, uh, you know, overseas who were who were absolute guns, and um, so I never really thought then that I, I'd still get a crack. But I, I played one game that first year I was there, and then played five the next year, and uh, got to the midway part of the season, and um, there was a heap of clubs that were interested in signing me, um, which was cool. Manly said, you know, they'd guarantee me guarantee me a start in their seventeen, and. I thought, well, stuff it. I'm I'm going to go there, regardless of of what brown paper bags are sitting in front of me here yeah. at, the, at the Roosters. I'm guaranteed a run, <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll I'll roll with that. Um, and and I'm glad I did. You know, I I really really enjoyed being at, at the Seagulls, and and I did. I got I got my crack in first grade. They they lived up to everything they promised, and um, you know I, I liked the style of footy that we played there. It was it was really cool. Yeah, I, I read that Tommy Radonikas, his from Bathurst, so he didn't have anything to do with those. Uh... It's Tommy from Bathurst. Yeah, yeah, I'm That's pretty sad. sure he is. Well, there it's a, it's a funny one because there was a refugee camp out there. <laughs> And that, that's where it was born. For real? Yeah. Tommy Radonikis came from Cara by Wagga via Bathurst. Right. Yeah, nice. So, yeah. I know Wagga claimed him pretty hard. He was yeah. born in 1950. He yeah. was. Well, I, I think we might have to start making a push to claim him too. Yeah, yeah. that's that's close enough. Although then he might steal my thunder and I'm, <laughs> you know, there'll be no more free feeds in town when I go back. Speaking of um, claiming, how did you <laughs> navigate your way through... Not playing for Bathurst in any of the in any of the Curry knockouts because they had two teams. Yeah, and like we just said, we could only rattle about five NRL players to come out of there. You would have been hot property, right? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, um, well, for me, I always wanted to play for the same team that that my dad played for, yep. and and my uncle ran ran the Walgett team mm-hmm. um, when I first started playing. So. Um, I think it was sort of a given that I'd end up there. You know, there, there were years, obviously, that we supported the Bathurst team. Um, they had a team called called Windredime, which, um, you know, we followed quite closely because, obviously, we knew everyone in the team. Most of the team was made up from, you know, ex-Walgut people as well mm-hmm. anyway. So, um, 
yeah, I, I think for me it was an easy decision to to go and play for right, Walgett at the time, too. and then and then once I was locked locked in, you know, that was that was just me through and through. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad I did. It took us a long while, but we ended up actually becoming pretty successful there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are. Um Got a pretty successful line of merch, actually. You occasionally see a, a anywhere in the world you see a Walgett Aboriginal Connection hat getting around. Uh, what 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 do you think that was? It gave you guys a bit of momentum, <clears throat> other than yourself, of course. Um, do you know what I think? And speaking to other people, I think it's a style of footy that we play. People enjoy uh, watching us play just because of how we rip in. You know, we mm-hmm. we don't take a backward step. We we're quick to quick to bung on a stink if someone starts and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just play exciting footy, you know, we like to score tries and we like to tackle hard and, um, you know, I think that's that's the thing that, that makes for an entertaining game and um, given the style of footy that knockout footy is, it's it's um, there's a little bit more leeway to, to really, you know, put a bit of cunt yeah. into the, mm-hmm. the way that you play. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, I love that style of footy, so um, don't get me wrong, I've been on the end of, of plenty of... Stiff arms and mm-hmm. um, short elbows, and um, you know sneaky shots as well. But you know, as much as much as we receive, we'll give it straight back. Well, that's a great thing about the Koori knockout. It's almost like you're watching footy in the eighties. You know, watching yeah. New South Wales rugby league or the, or, the, or the Brisbane, the Brisbane Cup. It's it's yeah, it's a bit looser. It's, yeah, uh, and people like that. Oh, I absolutely love it too. And I, and, and that's the thing too is you, you know the beauty of the knockout is if you get knocked out in the first game, you stick around to and you get to watch more footy. You get to you get to catch up with a lot of people. You get to celebrate a little bit and um, just watching the footy. It's it's really enjoyable. Well, did you play in the inaugural All Stars match? Yeah. Yep. yep. Tell us what it was like to be there in the early days of that of that whole thing coming together. Oh man, it was it was exciting. It, it, there was a similar sort of feeling that you get. To, to, to playing in knockout footy like knockout yeah. footy is just such a such a, an empowering experience like getting to play alongside your your family and your your close friends that mm. you know mean so much to you getting to represent our people and our culture and um, you know the the dream that so many old fellas had talked about for a long time I know like my pop had always talked about how he would love to see a, a team just with all the black fellas playing on the same team and um, Black you know, first one. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, just playing against anyone, just yeah, to see yeah, everyone there alongside yeah. each other playing together, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know to be a part of that first opportunity for that to happen. Mm. Um, man, it was it was amazing, and the crowd, like you'd see people crying in the crowd, and uh, it, it meant a lot to a lot of people. So um, it, it meant a lot to me too. Was that the one? Was that the one where you had your name shaved into your head? Yeah, yeah, I um, representing. Yeah, I was, I was, you know, I, I did have a little bit of leering me then. I, um, you know, I mightn't have said a lot, but I just thought, you know, I've got hair, make the most of it, and, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I thought I was pretty cool at the time doing that. No, you looked good. You looked yeah, good. thanks. Now they've they've changed that to now it's going to be all stars, Indigenous all stars versus Maori. That's uh, that's an idea. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. Well, I, I, th- I think a big part of it is is to be able to um, give all of Australia someone to cheer for, mm-hmm. you know, against a New Zealand opposition. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we love beating New Zealand at, yeah. at anything that we can. Mm. Um, and so, so I think the idea behind that is to make sure that, you know, we've got a, a product where, where everybody gets behind it. But um, I think, you know, the, the other side of it is that there's a very passionate 
team on the on the other side of the field, and and the New Zealand Mary are going to be um, mate, they they're going to be really playing for for some pride and some passion, and um, for for eighty minutes, it's going to be a, a, an absolute war out there mm, for sure. Now, tell us, did you you as a you know you've got different kind of circles you move in. Obviously, you've got the the Walgett mob, and you've got the you know Indigenous All Stars, and but you're actually a cult icon in Manly. Uh, how how is it for someone you know uh, with a with a with a noticeable physical presence <laughs> walking down the course? Um, man, it's it's good. Manly's been good to me. Mm. Um, as I said, like I spent eight years there, won premierships there, and um, you know I, uh, I I won a few awards at the club as well. So um, Manly's home for me. I, I still live over the north side now. Um, and to you know to see some of them old faces from the club that um, you know the supporters and and the people who've, who've worked around the club or had any involvement you know to see them around um, over on the beaches when I'm cruising around it's it's cool that that you know people still remember me um, I find it hard trying to to explain to people how good it was to to play a brookie back in the day when when we were shit yeah. hot you know we were, you know there wasn't much that we could do wrong and um, I still remember every time I'd come onto the field, the roar from the crowd, and mate, it'd pump me up, and I just want to run over anyone. So you know, now walking down the course, so if anyone screams my name, I just, you know, it just brings that urge on again. I just want to run over the top of the next bloke who's standing in front of me. You know, I hear someone say, "Yeah, Georgie Rose, yeah, you going?" It's like, "Yes," and I just want to run over someone. It's a busker or whoever it is. I just, just bump him off. And you got the shell shot. Rip in, yeah. So it's um. Yeah, it brings back the good memories. Good, good stuff. So you are you're now working on NITV as well. Yes, yeah. So you got a bit going on. Yeah. Aside oh. from aside from your stuff out there with um with the NRL, yeah. Working, you're working on what's it called over the black over dot. the black dot. Yeah. So we we actually had our last live show uh, last Tuesday. So we're wrapped for the season. But I've, I've been on there for two seasons now and. Um, Mate, I, I quite like it. It's a um, it's a bit of a no nonsense show where we sit around and talk about footy, and um, you know, it's it's cruisy for me. Like I, I sit, I'll be doing the same thing at home, you know, trying to talk to my son about about footy, and he, he'd be thinking that I'm talking shit, mm-hmm. and you know, want to go and do something else. But you know, I get to go and sit on a TV screen and and talk shit about footy. So who's on that one? There's me, the the big O, Owen Craigie, uh, Tamana Tahu, Bo Delacruz, and um, Juro Sen is the host. So it's um, yeah, it's it's cool, good good crew. Um, hopefully we're back again next year. How is the transition really like from being a forward in an NRL team to, to being on live television? Oh, mate, I, I think the transition into into any other role is weird. Um, I think <laughs> changing my behaviours and and how I yeah. interact with people is is probably was probably the hardest thing. Um, I, I, you know, like coming into an office scene or even into the studio and that sort of stuff. It's like um, you got to be mindful of what you say because for so long you just spoke with no filter because you're around you're around thirty blokes every day on a on a training paddock yeah. and there is no filter whatsoever out there. So you just <laughs> say what you want when you want, um, in in any tone and um, you know, if someone didn't That's like it. Right. Yeah, if someone didn't yeah. like it, they they'd chin you and you'd get <laughs> yeah. over it and, yeah. and you move on. But in a in a, in a workplace you, you can't do that. I've yeah. I've learnt the hard way with a few of them. So yeah, yeah. right. 
Yeah. Do you feel sorry when you see some of those uh, current players slipping up in the media? Just, you know, they, they take the field off-field and, and uh, yeah. How do you feel when you look, see that? Look, it's a, I reckon it's such a hard scene to be a part of now. Um, one thing I don't like is when, um, when past players condemn current players for what they're doing because I think mate, you got away with 10 times worse than yeah. what they're getting yeah. uh, ripped for um, because you lived in the period of when there wasn't social media and when there, when there wasn't uh, smartphones. And, um, like, you literally, it's it's pretty hard. You've got to tread on eggshells, yeah. I, I think, now as a as a professional sports player. But yeah. um, it, it's still the coolest job in the world, yeah. without a doubt. You, you've just got to put a lot more work into yeah. it now. And especially if that was in Newcastle in the 90s, you know. It's a very <laughs> different place, wouldn't it? Oh, imagine that. You know, that yeah. we would never have seen the Newcastle for what they are, you know, for what yeah. they became because those guys would have been gone yeah. by age 18. <laughs> you know, they, they just would not have yeah. been yeah. able to They to wouldn't be public figures, yeah. that's yeah. for sure. They'd yeah, so... Same and, in Townsville, early 2000s. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, and yeah. the game would be the biggest loser in the end. So, yeah. uh, um, you know, I, I love it when we focus more on, on what's happening on the field than off the field because, mate, you, you've you've all been there. You know you know what you're like from the age of 18 to well, whenever you give up, you know, living the young life. Um, but, you know, you, you're a young man. You, you, you do what other young men do and... Um, you know, put you put you at risk. Really, you've got to you've got to try and stay in a bubble sometimes. Who are you liking of the young fellas right now? Who do you think's got some uh, got got a you know got a JT size career ahead of them? Um, obviously, a big fan of of Latrell Mitchell, yeah. um, mate. He's just absolutely burst onto the scene this year, and um, I still think that he's running at about fifty percent. To be honest. I think there's so much more that he's got to give. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty scary to think of what he's achieved this year, um, knowing that there's so much more more in him. Um, you know, he's goal-kicking now and he's uh, he's getting more involved. Look, I, I honestly don't know what the limit is for where he could where he could be, but um, other guys like, like Nathan Cleary has just signed a five-year deal. Um, and, you know, it's pretty exciting to see where he's going to end up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this year's final series for him was uh, was a really good learning curve. Um, they went down, uh, they went down in, in a game where I thought they could have won. Um, and, and I think for him being the person who's going to cop uh, the the brunt of the criticism for for whether they succeed or not, um, I think it's a great learning curve for him, and it's it's pretty dangerous as to how good he could end up becoming too. Do you reckon Latrell will take him all the way? Oh, I reckon, I reckon he's the X factor that can that can get them over the line. I think there's it's going to be difficult if they don't have Cronk this week. Yeah, um, that's a big loss. Uh, I know that they'll, you know, whoever comes in is really going to really going to serve their purpose. But it's going to be hard for for them to play the way that they've been playing. They're going to have to change their style a bit. Um, but if there's one person that you want in your team when you need points, it's it's Latron Mitchell, and I see Chambers has already called him out in the media saying that he's gonna gonna take him on. Um, uh, he's taken three losses already from Latron this year, yeah. so um, Chambers is a is a gun center. He's you know prior to this season he was the number one center in the comp, and um, it's only Latron Mitchell dominating him that's that's taken his mantle from that. Chambers is, is is a funny one because he grew up in Darwin, didn't he? So he must because yeah. he's played Union as well as, yeah. uh, as league. So I'm, I'm sure he played a bit of AFL going up too. 
Yeah, he yeah. and and he's. I feel like in the last uh, you know four or so years, he's really grown as a player. I think he took more of a, a leadership role in that team down there in Melbourne, um, and and his footy really picked up. I, I think defensively, he was one of the best centers in the comp um, again until Latrell, you know, really dominated him in the, in their matchups. But uh, prior to that, he's been he's been shit hot. Yeah, there's just one thing, uh, a hypothetical, uh, regardless of the result and, and just as the laws in NRL state, was that a shoulder charge <laughs> that Billy did or was that just a, a bit of a nudge? Oh, look, mate, it's a tough one. It's yeah. a tough one, isn't it? Look, uh, I think regardless of, of what the outcome is, I think you're not going to be happy. I think if he if he gets off and he gets to play in the grand final, you think, oh, that's shit. You know, maybe he should have been charged because that's a shoulder charge. But if he doesn't get off and he misses out on playing in the grand final in his final game in rugby league, mate, I, I think that's unfair to to not only him but but also to the fans. You want to see the best players on the field, and um, you know, if I compare it, I, I was talking about I had a. Um, I had a one-week suspension. The only only suspension I had in my career, I got suspended for a week after the 2011 Grand Final uh, for a sneaky little elbow that... Um, I saw that. That was <laughs> more than sneaky. <laughs> that was a but really it, uh, good camera angle. That was but, a really good camera angle. It screwed me. Um, it wasn't as blatant as uh, as as Hopper's last ever game. Exactly. Was, you know, exactly. That, that and was that's, that was my defence. Yeah. Um, and that's what got me downgraded <laughs> to one week. But that one week that I missed, I missed a trial match in 2012. Right. Um, so if Billy Slater gets one week and he misses his grand final, which is his last ever game of rugby league, and it's the same as the one week that I missed, and I missed a trial match. Yeah, yeah. I think it was against, it was pretty much against the Bulldogs reserve grade team or something like that. Yeah. Um, the, the comparison of the two. Yeah, there's nothing ratings, left there. The, Those two games are very different games, aren't yeah. they? So I, I think that they, that it, that it creates good conversation around. Uh, waiting for suspensions because, mm-hmm. mate, it's yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, because he's got a pretty good lawyer um, <laughs> <laughs> who's uh, who's helping him out. Uh, did you have to bring a lawyer to your one? Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, they, yeah, there was some there was some bloke I can't remember his name. Um, as I said, you know, clean skin. I only ever suspended once, so I can't remember the bloke's name. But um, he managed to get me downgraded and and got me to miss a trial match. So he did a good job. Yeah, I don't know how Billy's bloke's going to go. He's got a fair bit of work to do, but I think there's a the the majority of the weight is behind um, let Billy let Billy play the game and let us all hate on him for. For getting yeah. to play the game, mm. I'd rather that than um, than him miss miss the game completely. You also did have cousins on the inside of the judiciary. <laughs> <didn't you? laughs> no comment. <laughs> now tell us, Latrell's uh, obviously playing this weekend. Who would he be playing for in in the Corey knockout um, if if he wasn't playing this weekend, or if he if he was playing? Yeah, so he's got a he's got a team up there, South Taree. I think they are Taree Birapai Sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they wear the red and green, and um, I think it was last year he played alongside uh, two of his mates who were young Roosters players as well, Bernard Lewis and uh, Kaya Cooper. So he'd be um, that's who he'd be playing with, and mate, yeah. he's um, yeah, he, he 
He really earned his stripes there a few years ago. I remember him. He came up against Redfern All Blacks, and they absolutely went for him. Um, yeah, I think he he took a few hits on the chin and yeah. responded by <laughs> by absolutely ragdolling um, <laughs> one of the uh, one of the Redfern players, and then after that, no one went for him. After that, it's like, yeah, all right, all right, we'll let him play. So, GI, you know, Rabbitohs are out. Yeah, GI is going to play for. Uh, the Wall Street Warriors. Yes. Have they always been playing? Are they a new team? Or this what? is a new team. So right. this is their first first year into the competition. This is Greg's family like team. like a banking so, organisation. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Merrill well, Lynch, the Wall Street well, Warriors. Well, if they've got the backing of, of Greggy, they, they, you know, they've probably got a bit of cash in there too. So, um, you know, it's it's going to be exciting to see them because, you know, this this Blair family, they're, they're actually um, – Mate, there's there's some really good players that have come through the Blair family. I, Owen Craigie tells tells me the story about it all the time of 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 all these guys who have come from from the Blairs, and it's it's pretty much anyone from Tinga and anyone from from Kempsey North Coast. Yeah, they're Glen Innes. They're all they've in New all England. come from the from yeah. the Blairs, and and that's you know everyone from from Owen and Preston to you know Greggy and. Um, who else was he telling me? I think even Albert Kelly and, and them mob. So there's um, there's been a hell of a lot of gun players who have come through this Blair crew. So I'm interested to see how they go. It's their first year in the comp, and um, they got Greggy named at six. They're going to they're going to go well at least. <laughs> how much do you reckon his match feed be? You reckon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, that's the that's the beauty of it is that that it's it's the pride that's on the line. So. Yeah. Um, you know the the money sort of doesn't come into it. He's um, I, I think it's going to be really good for him for the for the turmoil that he's sort of had uh, in the last few years. I, I think for him to get out there and play with his cousins, yeah, and um, you know play a bit of footy, enjoy himself, yeah. no pressure, just do what you want on the field. Uh, I think it's going to be great for him. I mean, he may as well go down. He's going to be down there watching. You know, yeah. he may as well be. He may as well be playing it. Always remember seeing was it Bathurst? Maybe um, they announced in the megaphone. Greg Inglis has arrived. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they thought they'd tell the kids that he no, was there. Think, um, they all rushed over to him. I, I the last time he played was 03, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, he it wasn't. Was he wasn't playing. He was just rocking up as a spectator. Yeah. And they just thought they'd announce that. Hey, we got a big shot here. Oh. Well, I feel sorry for whoever else is playing at the same same time as Wall Street because yeah. everybody's going to be watching that game. Everybody, and no matter who they draw, they'll be all down there watching them. So, how how many years has the Koori knockout been going? Uh, I think it's forty eight years now. Right, forty eight years this year. So, um, longest running. Comp really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been nonstop since. Uh, well, my math isn't really good, but um, you know, it started started here in in Sydney with. Uh, I think they had six teams, and and it just built over time to this this event that now has over 140 teams attending out in Dubbo, and mm-hmm. um, communities represented from all across the state. So um, it's it's going to be absolutely massive. It, it runs from Friday through to. To the Monday Arvo, um, it's live on NITV the Sunday and Monday, and um, it's it's exciting footy. What's it like running one of those? You guys have won <laughs> one, and you've then had to host one. Yeah, I imagine there's a lot of logistics. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, too. look, it's it's hard work. It, it is very hard work to do it, but um, especially given how how big the the event is getting now, um, probably the best thing about it is that previous winners pass on all their knowledge to the to the new hosts um so they let you know every hurdle you're going to come across um 
you know, everything that works, everything that doesn't work, some suggestions on what they would have tried to do differently. Um, and, and having that knowledge passed on is probably the key to make it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the beauty for us is that on the back of the first knockout that we hosted, uh, that's sort of where our, our company sort of developed is, yeah, is right. the No Limit Management and Events, where we started realising that we're pretty good at putting events on and, and, and we started doing more and more of that. And, um, you know, that in itself is, is a success of of um you know what can what can come off hosting a knockout and then and empowering communities well you got little bow wow out to Walgut. we did we did we got little bow wow <laughs> out to Walgut to perform out there and um not many people can say that they've done that no. uh, there's not many people that you can convince to get out to Walgut. the fact that we got bow wow out there is um is a, an achievement that i will yeah that's, yeah i'll always be <laughs> standard that's a long by. way from long beach yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. did he play the classics <laughs> <laughs> i don't think he was expecting you know what he got to he, i think he was he thought he was on the outskirts of the town when he arrived but um yeah, that was all there was. He came down to the, the footy oval at first and got swarmed by by three thousand people and um you know, he he Yeah, he, he delivered. He he did his job, he sang the classics, little little bow wow. Yippee yo, yippee yay. <laughs> so the the Rose Boys provide security as well, I'm imagining. And no, he had his own. He had he had some massive massive dudes there with him um and they, they were making sure that that uh they controlled the scene so um we were happy with that it, it's it's one less hassle for us so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah funny thing that i find that happens in um you know murray and uh, Koori communities around the country is small towns will have a team in mungandai they're all mad for manly and it was and it was before yes. you they were following manly who do walgut support dragons 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's partially because the the local side is is the dragons. It's the red yeah. V. We all grew up wearing the red V. Um, and then the the other um, other reason is Ricky Walford. Ricky Walford played for the dragons for um, a number of years. When I grew up, you know, idolising Ricky, and um, you know, we we all loved the dragons and loved watching him play and. Um, yeah, I, I was a Dragons fan up until pretty much till I came down to down to Sydney. Yeah, right. And started playing them. And, well, you, you got a season like, with them. They were a bunch of pricks. When, when we started <laughs> yeah. playing, I was like, nah, stuff the Dragons. I'm not going for years anymore. But then I got to play a year with them to finish yeah. the career, so it was cool. How was that? Was that good? Ma, it was yeah. unreal. It was unreal. Like, I'd had a tough year in Melbourne the year before, and yeah. uh, to get back there and, and – get to play for the team I supported as a kid and really enjoyed the year there. I got to meet some really good people, um, you know, and Paul McGregor was pretty much the one that convinced me to go there. So, um, you know, I was, I was grateful to meet him and I, and I think he's a great coach and I, I really like that he's starting to get some success out of that team and um, they were one point away yeah. from, from, from going a little bit further and a few injuries obviously hampered them, but um, I'd like to see some more success for them in the future. Well, just lastly, uh, gorgeous GI's there blowing up your phone, so we better we better wrap this one up. How do you think Uncle Tony's going to go this weekend playing for Walgreens? Oh, well, he's the one who put me out of a position. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, the boys reckon that I'm not I'm not fit enough to play this year. So uh, they reckon Uncle Tony's been ripping in. He just just got back from holidays, so he's been doing all them jail weights, and uh, he's looking the goods. That's what they they reckon. So. 
So they've gone, they've gone with the with the big fella, Uncle Tony. So I don't, I don't know. There might be a protest. People will be asking for his papers and that. But I reckon he might get ragdolled if you ask him. But up Uncle Tony, he's a mark man. Well, do you know what the plan was? Is that we we're going to use him as as the the way to put the other team off. Mm. Send him straight at their best player. Mm-hmm. Their best player is probably want to, going to want to put one on his chin. He'll get sin binned. We get the win. So, yeah, yeah. So Uncle Tony's our bait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you're coaching. I'm coaching. Yeah. So you, you're coaching opens or yes. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll send him. That's that's well. I've just given away our game plan to everyone. So hopefully no one listens to the Batuta <laughs> podcast in Dubbo before the games. Um, but yeah, that's what we're doing. We're sending Uncle Tony out to to put everyone off the game. Well, good luck to Walgett this weekend. The Curry knockout. We will uh, continue negotiations about getting a Batuta Bitter logo on the back. And uh, all the best. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you, George. And that was gorgeous George Rose joining us today, talking about the Curry knockout and, of course, the NRL grand final. Uh, we didn't get much in about the AFL grand final, but uh, no one really cares in this part of the world. So uh, until next week, enjoy your weekend. I'm Clancy Overall. Be kind to each other. And my name is Errol Parker. Don't get up to too much mischief this long weekend, and we hope to see you on the other side. Cheers. 